Hello and welcome to another episode of the Troy Francis podcast with me, Troy Francis. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, happy lunchtime, happy Sunday, happy Friday, wherever it is when you are listening to this, uh, whatever time it is, whatever day it is. I hope that you are having an enjoyable one and you are nice and relaxed and ready for me to regale you with some glorious audio format wisdom. So, it's been a little while since I did the last podcast. I did that run in November, if you remember, of podcasts every day for 30 days. And I missed a couple, but pretty much I did a podcast a day for the whole of November. They were quite short mostly, about 10 minutes or so. Some were a bit longer, but they were bite-sized chunks of audio wondrousness, if you like, that came out on a daily basis. Now, I then realized that that was actually quite grueling and so I stopped it and I've had a bit of a break and I was going to come back with this show last week but uh, things overtook me and so I didn't so I'm coming back today instead and what I'm going to aim to do now is to come back with this on a more on a weekly basis probably coming out on the Friday like it is today. Now The only caveat to that is you might have noticed if you follow me on YouTube, and if you don't, then please do go over to YouTube and make sure that you're following me there, unless you're listening to this on YouTube, in which case, thank you very much, but please do subscribe to the channel, Uh, because on YouTube, I'm stepping up my YouTube activity, basically, so if you've had a look recently, you'll see... For a start, all of those podcasts that I did in November are all up there, and all my podcasts are going to be going onto YouTube from now on. But also, I've started to do some video stuff as well, and you'll have seen me wearing that Playboy dressing gown, leaning back nonchalantly, sort of bestowing wisdom upon you from my uh, boudoir in central London. So I'm enjoying that, and... Most importantly, I'm getting some good engagement. I mean, if you look at the subscriber numbers, it's very, very small at the moment. We're talking, we're talking absolutely tiny. But the engagement is really good, and the feedback I'm getting from people is really good. And that's the important thing. It's not the size of <laughs> it's not the size of your equipment, it's what you do with it, as they say. It's not the size of the audience, really. It's the level of engagement that you have. And I'm finding the indicators I'm looking at are pretty good for YouTube. So It's definitely something I'm going to be pushing on with, and with that, what I'm aiming to do is I'm looking at two videos a week, so probably the Wednesday and the Saturday, something like that, or the Thursday and the Saturday. Not quite decided yet. It depends on optimal figures and everything else, so I'll be testing a little bit, but basically that's that's what I'm looking to do. So I'll do two videos a week and one podcast, hopefully be slightly longer the podcast, up to about half an hour. That will also run on YouTube. So you'll get much more sort of varied content from me in terms of the audio and the visual stuff. With the videos, at the moment, it's just me sitting on that bed uh, talking about stuff. Whether it goes a bit more exciting than that is a, is a possibility. Um, I mean, I would like to do some more fancy video editing and stuff. Video editing is not really my forte. Don't have a hell of a lot of time for it, really. It's not something that I am so keen to become expert in, if you like. So just going to have to see how that goes. But I do like just being able to sit in front of the camera and talk about a subject 
uh, you know, for five, ten minutes and then put that out there. It's just a nice way to sort of engage with the audience and to get a point across in a way that maybe you can't quite get it across in writing or just in audio form. So we'll see where we go with that. But do let me know uh, any thoughts that you may have, any suggestions for content and stuff. One guy already said to me, I think you need to sort out your lighting because it's too dark. Yes, I know those videos are a bit dark. I have. I, it's unfortunate because I had actually bought an extra light and used it on that last video, and the guy still complained that it was too dark. Um, it probably is too dark. I haven't got a professional setup here, but uh, point taken. I will look at it. I'll, I'll look at something slightly different next time. I'll see what I can do. I might start to shoot some stuff outside again. I don't know really. I. I mean, basically, I think the the. The visual content there, while it's important because you get to look at my beautiful face and you get to look into my beautiful eyes and, and, and really see where I'm coming from as a human being. At the same time, you know, let's face it, this isn't a cinematic kind of um, glorious technicolor, uh, you know, visual feast, if you like. So in a way, does it really matter that much if it's a bit darker? I don't know. I mean, as long as the information is coming across, I think that's the important thing. But... Production values, obviously very important. I do take it on board, so I will see what I can do as we go forward. Um, so yeah, so enough about that. So that's the content schedule that I'm proposing. And with my website, you'll have noticed if you follow my website, which you should, because really the website is the crown in my crown jewels, if you like. Uh, the written content that I do on the website is my uh, you know, premium content, if you like. And um, I consider myself a writer above everything else, really. So everything else I do for, for icing on the cake, and the cake itself is the writing, which is on the website. So what I've been doing with that, if you've followed it over the last few weeks, month or whatever, I took a little bit of a break from that, and then I cut down from doing seven articles a week to now doing five articles a week, or at least posting five times a week. And... Going into 2019, I'm considering, although I'm not 100% sure yet, I am considering cutting that down again and having fewer articles, maybe even only one article a week. Um, it's a, I don't know yet. I'm still thinking about it. So if you've got any thoughts, do let me know. I mean, when you look at bloggers like people like Black Dragon, people like Rational Mail, um, I think Wall Street Playboys, uh, you know, various other people, they are posting... As far as I know, I mean, generally speaking, they're posting once a week for their main content. And I'm doing five articles a week, which is, and I've done it for over a year. I've done it for sort of nearly, probably 18 months, nearly two years. And I'm kind of burning out a little bit. I mean, not because I'm running out of things to say, but it's just that I need to do that. And then I obviously have other projects, you know, to work on, basically writing books or writing courses. And, and writing my daily email as well. And doing all of it, I do... Well, I do sort of worry if I'm pushing it a little bit hard and maybe I need to sort of back off a little bit both for my own benefit and for your benefit as well because, you know, as much as my content is the best on the internet and you should be lapping up every single piece of it, you know, realistically, how many Troy Francis articles can anybody realistically read, you know? So, yeah, so that's all in the mix. But I think what is going to happen is there will be less... There'll be content on more forms, so we'll be doing audio, visual, and written. 
but there will probably be a bit less or less density of each form if you like so i'll be spreading it out a bit more across the week um so yeah i mean i'll all will become clear i'll plan it all out and let you know for before january um and I've actually been a little bit slack on the content this week. I have to say, I've been very, very disciplined for all of this year and really most of last year as well. And this week, I sort of let it go a little bit. I haven't been as active on Twitter. I put out a blog post every day, but it's just been a little bit sort of um, a little bit uh, sparse, if you like, particularly on the Twitter front. And the reason for that has been that I suppose it's just getting to the end of the year, you know, and I've been sort of winding down a little bit. I've had... Uh, a couple of nights out recently. I've had some family obligations for Christmas. And, you know, I think it's just getting to that time of year where uh, however much of a sort of crush it Vaynerchuk character you might be, the reality is people are starting to slow down. It's the party season in London. Everyone's going around wearing Christmas jumpers and things. And um, yeah, you know, I think maybe that's rubbed off a little bit on me. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, a, a more regular service to be resumed next week as we come up to Christmas, and then I'll be putting together my plans for January 2019, so I'll be talking about that in due course. Anyway, very long introduction, um, doesn't leave much time for the actual content, <laughs> So, but don't worry, I won't end the podcast now, we will go into a bit of content. So what I wanted to talk about today is just something that's been on my mind recently and it's probably a bigger subject to be honest I think we could talk about this in great depth and I won't today because I need to get some sleep because I'm pretty tired but it's basically what how do you be a real man what do you need to do to be in inverted commas a real man and I don't want to get into some massive discussion of alphaness in this episodes I think that all alpha beta gamma all of that stuff it's been it's been done to death already and that's not really I don't want to get into a massive discussion of it I mean obviously we're we are all aware that those uh you know those designations exist um we, we're all aware that there is some disagreement over what exactly they denote and you know who falls into what category and everything else so I don't want to get massively into that but I just wanted to make an observation which is that when you start to talk about certain sacred cows publicly then you start to get flack from people and if you've noticed recently I've started to talk a bit more about monogamy and I've started to talk about marriage and I've started to talk about them in a fairly critical way, you know, and part of it is there's a little bit of trolling in there, maybe, you know, I've, I've been quite, particularly on Twitter, I've been quite harsh sometimes in my, in what I've said about monogamy and what I've said about marriage and people who, you know, who push marriage and everything else, but there's also a lot of truth in it as well. Now, full disclaimer, I came from a, what we used to call a broken home here in uh, the UK, and so, the reality is that I never had a particularly disnified view of relationships, long-term relationships, marriage anyway. I wasn't one of those kids who, you know, whose parents had been married all their lives and they, they just wanted exactly the same thing for themselves. They thought it was all wonderful. For me, it was kind of the opposite. You know, I had quite some quite negative sort of family experiences. So there's that. But also, as I always say to people, whenever they bring that up, and say, well, you're just, you know, you're just suffering from childhood trauma and, you know, you need to, uh, you know, man up or you need to 
get some therapy or something like that. Well, yeah, that's all very well to say that, but the reality is the divorce rate is very high. We know the divorce rate is is at least 50% and more in some areas of the world. And the rates of infidelity are very high as well. So, you know, regardless of what I think or I don't, it does, it's sort of irrelevant in a way if I think monogamy is great or I think it's rubbish. The, the figures speak for themselves. And the figures suggest that, you know, en masse, human beings don't find monogamy optimal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's really no other way of putting it. I mean, you know, that's not to say that it can't work. That's not to say that it never works. That's not to say that it's not desirable that it should work. But if we look at the facts at face value, it would appear that... Uh, in aggregate, human beings don't find it particularly to their taste. So they split up after a while, they get divorced, or they cheat on each other. And it's not very nice to say that. It's not what everybody wants to hear. It's certainly not a Disneyfied version of, you know, how things are meant to be. But it is, unfortunately, the truth. So do with that what you will. And what I want to discuss going forward in my stuff is what you can do about it one thing you can do about it which is effectively opt out you know you and and of course when you're coming at things with that sort of an agenda then you're going to butt heads pretty quickly with people who are coming who are coming at it from the opposite direction and there's a lot of people currently coming at this whole thing from very much the opposite direction and it's kind of really surprising for me i mean i think what it is i'm in my 40s now right so i'm getting kind of old and it's funny because typically you think of somebody who's getting older as they become more conservative, they become more sort of, I don't know, they, you know, they, they want to play by society's rules more. And for me, it seems to be kind of the opposite. But I think in my case, what's happening is a sort of like the, the millennial generation, um, conservatism has become increasingly popular, let's face it, across the Western world. And, you know, we, we, I don't need to go into the political figures and, and everything that's happening in America and across Europe and all the rest of it. But, you know, broadly speaking, conservative values are in the ascendance and liberal values are being attacked. Now, I'm not, I'm not, by the way, I'm not painting myself as a liberal. I'm not a commie. I'm not a Jeremy Corbyn fan or anything like that. But, you know, these sort of conservative and quite traditional values are coming into ascendance because people think society is fucked. People think, you know, look what's happening around us. This is all going to pot. So the solution to that is to be more conservative. The solution to that is to exercise more control over ourselves and over our relationships and, you know, I suppose over other people as well, so that we can try to contain this. We can try to sort of bring it back to some kind of order that we used to have when, you know, the patriarchy was strong and there were good virtuous women and you know all of this kind of stuff um you know and that view is very prevalent particularly in the you know men's online space so if you come up against that then that sure there are there are guys who agree there are guys who are kind of hedonists who just want to get laid and sleep with lots of attractive girls and don't really care very much for saving western civilization but there are a hell of a lot of guys and very vocal guys who feel very differently to that. And there are a lot of trad guys who are very, very keen on doing the right thing, getting married, settling down, probably having good Christian conservative values and lots of other really boring stuff that they would seek to 
inflict on everybody else, if you like. So if you come out with a message questioning monogamy, questioning the efficacy of long-term monogamy, saying to guys, well, actually, maybe you can just bypass this whole thing and maybe you can just date instead. Why bother to get married? Why bother to get tied down when you can have your own autonomy, you can have the kind of varied sex life that let's be honest, you really want anyway, because guys don't really want monogamy, they want variety. Um, And you can also work on projects that you're passionate about, you can also do do work that's actually really meaningful to you. So in a sense, there's, you know, far from having to follow the traditional path, uh, and go down the route of, I'm going to get married, and I'm going to be faithful, and I'm going to work 20 hours a day in order to, you know, feed my family and stuff. You can, if you want, and it's not for everybody, but you can say, sod it, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm just going to go and live on, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to live on a beach on, in Thailand, and I'm going to have a little internet business, and I'm going to, I'm going to do what, what the hell I want. Um, as I say, I'm not pushing that on anybody. I don't live on a beach in Thailand, by the way, <laughs> myself. Um, I'm not saying that anybody is wrong for wanting to have a a monogamous married relationship. If that's your bag, if that's what you want to do, then that's absolutely fine. But that is not what I am talking about in my content and it's not what I'm talking about on this show or on my blog. So, you know, if that's your bag, then fair enough. But there's no point in criticizing me. You might as well just go and follow somebody who is is speaking your language, if you like, because it's not, that's not what I'm concerned with here. I'm concerned with something different. Um, but anyway, you do attract some criticism from people because what, this is all quite sensitive stuff and guys are very bought into this stuff. And if you start to challenge some of the, the sacred cows, if you like, even though, let's face it, it, it's, it, there's nothing particularly, I'm not saying anything that's particularly unknown here. I'm not saying anything sort of shockingly original. This is All of this stuff is known. The figures are out there. But if you start sort of vocalizing it and, and sort of, putting it into into a kind of cohesive argument, then you do get blowback. And one of the things that guys say, so say let's talk about um, the issue of fidelity, for example, or the, the, the issue of monogamy and, you know, one man for one woman. If you say, well, all of that's bullshit, you know, because guys want variety and, you know, um, you say something like a guy would, a guy who says that he would not sleep with a woman other than his wife uh, if it was never going to be found out, is lying. Say something like that and you're going to get blowback. And people will say something like, a real man would not be unfaithful. A real ma- Because a real man learns how to master himself and his urges. And he is therefore more alpha than the guy who goes and chags around. Because the guy who goes and chags around, and there's always a variation on this theme, the guy who is promiscuous, who sleeps with lots of different women, is a man-boy. He is immature. He has not grown up. He is a slave to his sensuality. He is decadent. He is degenerate. He's very probably dangerous. And he is certainly not what is required to build a strong and stable society based on the, you know, based on the traditions of Western civilization, and therefore he is a threat. And worse than that, even if there's an, even if it could be said that there's an element of truth in what he's saying, that goes down very badly with people who have invested in the marriage and mortgage and kids and settling down a 25 lifestyle. Because those people, if they do agree with what he says, 
even on a small level, then they, they're going to want to suppress that because they nobody ever, ever wants to admit that they made a mistake or that they might be wrong or that their worldview may be naive or it may not adequately reflect what is going on around them. So therefore, they will pour scorn on the messenger and they will say that the playboy is, uh, as I say, immature, Peter Pan, uh, you know, all of these different things. But the way that they really try to get you is they will say, but you're not manly because a real man will take on the responsibility. A real man will be strong enough to suppress his urges. And so therefore, in this construct, in this narrative, the playboy, who, let's remember, is actually, if he's being promiscuous, he's only enacting genuine male biological drives. But in this narrative, the playboy is characterised as almost effeminate or certainly not alpha, because the true alpha in this, as I say, in my view, flawed characterization of what's going on in this narrative, the playboy is characterized as being, he's unable to control himself, so he's not strong, he's not an alpha, he's not the noble, you know, self-sacrificing alpha who will, you know, work 25 hours a day in order to to feed his family and his, his, his wife and all of that. Now, as I say, this is, that is a view, it's a view that people put across and they, you know, anybody can have whatever view they want. It's a free, well, <laughs> generally speaking, it's a free country. It's a free world. Um, but it's not true. And what I mean by that is not to say there's anything inherently wrong with it. It's not to say that some people can't live by that code. Of course they can. That's, that's absolutely fine. But it's not true because there is no adequate underlying there's no there's no solid stable sort of law about this that's been passed down um in stone tablets it, it these are social constructs that we can either choose to follow along with or not choose to follow along with so the narrative or the meme of the strong man who suppresses his desire to fuck loads of women in order to be just with one woman and to raise children um being an alpha that is just a story. That's a story that somebody's told himself, probably has been told by society, and is now telling you. It's not a. It's not a truth. It's not a biological. You know, the the biological truth of the matter, to be honest, is probably something almost the opposite. The biological truth of the matter is that the guy, you know, in an animal sense, probably should just be. You know, he's he's fathered one child. He should probably now go off and fuck another woman and make her pregnant and, and father another child and then another and another. So actually, it could be argued, you know, very, very adequately that uh, the, you know, the, the family man is, um, is suppressing his urges and, is, and is, in doing so is um, ceding his power. He is, he is effectively the beater and the alpha is the guy who's going out and, um, you know, being promiscuous and having lots of, of sex and sleeping with lots of different women. So I, th I think the reality is probably closer to the reverse of what these people are saying. But the reason that they're saying it, and these people are trads generally and conservatives and Christians, the reason that they're saying it is in an attempt to bolster their own position for themselves and for their audience, and also to shame the playboy at the same time. But you have to realise, you have to look at it seriously, and you think, okay, but we're not talking about the laws of physics here. We're not talking about the laws of biology here. There's no, you know, to be a real man, you need a certain formulation of chromosomes. 
and that, and that's kind of it. And then you are a man. And then beyond that, you can do what the fuck you want. Okay, it's not about ah, oh, but but if you don't have two point four kids and you don't have a mortgage, then you are not a real man because you haven't you know lived up to this um, societal expectation that somebody's made up. I mean that is bullshit. Surely we can all see that. That is a story that people are telling themselves and they're trying to tell you and you don't have to go along with it. It's entirely your choice. You're still a man if you decide to go and live in a mud hut and never marry and drink beer every day and, I don't know, watch sports on TV or something. You're still a man. You're still a man if you decide that you want to not live in one city, but you want to travel the world and you want to shag girls all over the world. Still a guy. I mean, you know, you don't stop being a man because you haven't followed this tradcon conservative formulation of what it's meant to be, you know. And this is a very... And let's let's be honest. I mean, this is... Such a tired copybook idea of what it is to be a man that you couldn't you couldn't make it up. I mean, this is so clearly societally passed down, you know. And these are people who claim to be in inverted commas red pill. These are people who claim to oh, I can see through the matrix. I can see how we're being controlled, and yet they fall hook, line, and sinker for the the oldest line in the book. They <laughs> they they willingly enslave themselves. Because of course, when you do all of this stuff, then you you need to you need to make money. So then you probably need to go and work for a corporation, and you need to you know they willingly enter into all of this stuff, and yet they present themselves online as somehow being enlightened and being you know unplugged. I mean, it just fucking blows my mind. I just I just don't understand how you can make that claim. It's incredible. Um, And I wanted to now chuck in a couple of quotes from Harry Brown, How I Found Freedom in an Unfree World. So if you haven't read this book, you absolutely must read it. It's a great book on basically a libertarian view of life. And I mean, there's so many quotes from this that apply here that I could probably read the whole book, but I'm not going to do that. Um, But let's have a look. Here's one. It's easy to believe that you came into the world with a prearranged program you must follow. After all, long before you arrived, other people figured out how you should live, what laws you should obey, what your obligations are, the whole structure for a proper life. Most people accept that program. They try to find the proper rules and hope to follow them faithfully. They do everything possible to live up to the images that others declare to be moral, rational, in or acceptable. So you see that they they do these people, most people go with the flow. Most people go with the preordained path. And then they'll rationalize it and they'll try to do what other people tell them is the moral, rational thing to do. But there's no real basis to that. It's just a story that somebody else has told them. And then he goes on to say, the tragedy is that each of them has only one life and he throws that life away, trying to live it as someone else has dictated. He accepts the traps without question he allows the world to act upon him instead of creating a joyous world for himself as a result he comes to accept as part of life many discomforts problems and aggravations when he gets into a box he accepts it as his lot it is tragic so pretty hard-hitting stuff here really the person the guy who goes along with this stuff puts himself into his own box then the shit hits the fan and he just accepts it because he just says, well, this is how life is. This is, this is, this is what happens. And that is tragic. Um, and then 
this is the final, I think this is the final bit I'll read. As you consider the prearranged programs that others hand you, remind yourself you only have one life. Ask yourself whether you're willing to trust it to someone else's information, ideas, or plans. Are you willing to give up the one life you have in order to conform to the way that others think you should live? Your life is all you have. What could possibly be important enough to warrant throwing that life away? So I hope you can see the relevance of that. Basically, we people will tell us what they people will imprint their ideas about how we should behave onto us, and the, and the, where they got that from is usually from other people imprinting it onto them. You know, society passes these things on, and we all unthinkingly tell each other what what we should be doing. And But when you scratch the surface, when you analyse it, you realise a lot of it is just bollocks. A lot of it is something that somebody's made up. You know, somebody has made up, society has made up the idea of marriage. Society has made up the idea of monogamy. How do we know that? Well, we know that because if you read um, Sex at Dawn by, uh, I think, Chris Ryan, you will see that pre the agricultural revolution, monogamy was not the dominant um, manner of organizing society society was polygamous so what happened was at a point um society decided and made up the idea that monogamy and then marriage were a good idea that's you know fine but that doesn't mean that they're innate and it certainly it doesn't mean that they are what make a real man i mean that's nonsense this is something that people other human beings flawed human beings have made up um and whether you choose to go along with that or not is your choice. But it, it, as I said, I mean, arguably, it's more natural. It's more, it's more, if you want to be a real man, you go against all of that stuff because the, as I've said, the, the sexual driver of the real man is actually to be promiscuous and to, to shag around. So, you, you know, the, the, the irony of it is, is that these people, in following this societal programming, are actually doing the opposite of what they claim. And then, and this is a classic propaganda playbook stuff, they're then rebadging it and saying they are making elastic the notion of masculinity. They're making this, this idea of the alpha male sort of elastic to encompass anything that they say it is. So then it becomes, well, going to, going to the toy shop at, uh, at weekends and buying you know, a doll's house for your daughter is alpha. Well, is it fuck? I mean, come on, you know. And yet, and yet... People will claim that it is because they will say, "Ah, oh, yes, but being a father, a good father is alpha, blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, if you if you want to argue that buying a doll's house is alpha, then fine. <laughs> but, but come on. I mean, you know, um, I, I'm not really buying that. And um, yeah, you know, and, but ultimately what it comes down to is for anybody listening to this, do what you want to do. If you want to go, if you want to go and buy a doll's house uh, for your daughter at the weekend, that's absolutely fine. If you want to be married, if you want to have kids, then then do that by all means. But you've just got to be very clear about what you're going into, and you don't want to be going into it because some wanker on the internet starts to tell you that this is what a real man should do because that is fucking bollocks. A real man does what the hell he wants to do. <laughs> um, you know, a real man says, "Screw you." I'm going to go my own way and I'm going to I'm not going to do any of that stuff because the only reason you're doing any of that stuff is because you've just gone along like a sheep with what somebody else has told you to do. So don't try and put it onto me and then try to shame me 
and make me feel like I'm not being a real man, in inverted commas, because I've gone along with the herd like you have. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. It's beyond a joke. And I think anybody with intelligence can see that. And I think that in many cases, the, the sort of the more trad sort of commentators online are deluding themselves if they think that they are kidding anybody. And certainly if they are kidding people, the people they're kidding are pretty weak-minded guys who perhaps don't have a lot of experience of life or they don't have the sort of cognitive uh, facility yet to really interrogate these things and to, you know, to look at it more critically. Because when you look at it critically, it really starts to come apart and it starts to disintegrate in front of your eyes. So if you want to be a real man, do what the fuck you want. Don't listen to me. Go and get married. Go and bloody, I don't know, I don't care. You know, go and buy a swimming pool. It's fine. But don't pretend to other people that your template is the only template because it isn't. And even if it's the template that, that, that most of society goes along with, the reality is most of society are fucking idiots. Most of society are wrong about most things. So that's no, you know, you, you know the, the argument that everyone's doing it so it must be right is not a very good argument. And it's certainly not a very good argument for the guy who wants to be independent and to have a good life. So, you know, think about that. I hope you found that interesting. I hope it was helpful. I'm sure many people will virulently disagree with everything that I'm saying. So if you do, uh, please drop me a comment or give me a message or whatever. Do hit subscribe on YouTube. Uh, I can't speak. Uh, do hit subscribe on YouTube and follow the channel along for videos as well. Hope you found this thought-provoking. I'm going to leave it now because I've done a bit of a rant and uh, I think it's time to stop. So I will say goodbye for now, but we will speak again next week. Bye-bye.